Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. It's 90 Day Fiancé time with my co-host, the Yvonne Queenpin. Why, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and we are talking about 90 Day Fiancé. Wow. I don't even know what to say anymore about these couples, but how are you doing, Coupon Queen Ben? I'm doing better than these couples. Like, what in the world is going on? I I don't get it. I I don't get it. Um, It (laughs) seems like there's something strange in the air. Everybody wants to be in love, but not so much. It's really hard to say. Like, I'm glad we didn't have to see the other couples, but I don't even know where to get started. I think we should get started with Patrick and Thais because this one kind of just like, we know Thais really hates John so bad. Yeah. Um, They've settled into this house. I feel like it's like the second day. Um, She's finally like put her clothes in the closet and everything kind of just goes around the house. And, you know, it's, Patrick's great idea is to take out Thais and give her a welcome to the USA gift where I'm just like, oh my gosh, because, you know, things have to change now. And the conversation they had before they went out to dinner was Patrick and John was saying like, so what are you going to do now? Like, is she going to stop following you? Is she going to stop asking for your location? Do you have to stop recording? Right. Which I was really, really shocked about because we didn't have this information earlier that she was keeping track of his location, you know, like uh, the two cuckoo birds, uh, Jasmine and Gino, <laughs> Jasmine and Gino. Like I was like, okay, why is she doing this? And he was saying how much it annoyed him. And I'm going, Whoa, like what's going on? But it's people's people are teasing him because he has to do these. I don't even know what to call it. These reports. Yeah. And it's it's super weird. Like my thing is. Relationships are built on trust. If you can't trust this man, why are you in? Why are you here with him? Why not find someone else that you can trust that much? Like, you know, it's super crazy. But I feel like it's too much anyway for the average person that it's going to be hard to find somebody that you can maneuver. Like, for example, Gino, like he just does it because he knows he has uh, he's never been with a woman that gorgeous in his life. And he's trying to see like how long he can, you know, deal with the craziness. Right. But I'm saying like, in other words, if it's a matter of her, like, I'm not sure for Thais, if this is insecurity kicking Mm -hmm. in or her not trusting Patrick, because if it's not trusting Patrick, then find someone you can trust that you don't have to track. That is true. Exactly. And it's like, the fact that this has to be a thing. And now guys, they go out for dinner. He has this box for her. And of course, 
you know, I was like, I'm not surprised by this. He gives her lingerie because it seems like Christmas is like around the corner now for them and their timeline. And I was a bit like, wait a second here. Wait, wait, wait a second. And then she pulls out this phone, which is seems like the newer phones, because uh, by the packaging, the iPhone 13. And she was just like, oh my gosh, babe, thank you so much. Like, oh my gosh. And then he says, now, can you stop tracking me and turning off your location of my phone? And I'm like, oh yeah, like this is going to work out. You're going to gift or something. And then you're going to expect that to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. She's going to find a way to see what he's doing. Her jealousy, it's not a little bit. It's a lot. Oh, it's definitely a lot. It's definitely a lot. And she's, but then we find out that he did something like, and it could be big. It could be small, depending upon how you look at it. But he went to see her he fell in love with her told her he loved her when he was in brazil but then he comes back to the united states goes to a party and kisses a girl now again knowing how some of these people are knowing how jealous she can be he goes ahead and he tells her like, and, and I think what irritates me with the whole telling is after the telling, it's like, well, it wasn't that big. Well, if it wasn't that big, why did you tell her? You know, I, I get the whole wanting to come clean thing, but it's like, oh, I want to tell you that I did this horrible thing, but I don't want you to be mad because I did the horrible thing. Like, I don't get that. I don't know what this thought process of this, like thinking that she's not going to get upset because now that they're together and reason why for these trust issues even more, but it's just, is it something to really talk about now that you are in a committed relationship with her? Like, what is, what is it correct? Like, what is the correct way of doing this? Do you tell them after you are in a committed relationship, you're dedicated to them? I honestly don't know what the protocol is. Is it even worth mentioning it? But but that's what I'm saying. In other words, if if you feel that it was so fleeting, it was so nothing, why bother saying anything? But it's like, oh, I have to tell you that I kissed this girl. And it's like, okay, she gets upset. But you're like, but you shouldn't be upset because it was nothing. <laughs> but if it was nothing, why say anything? Mm-hmm. It's like really, you could have mm. kept it moving. No one would have cared. You probably, mm. I, I mean, he and his brother throw so many parties. You wouldn't probably see this girl ever again in your life. Like if it meant nothing to you, I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. you're hiding some secret love child. Like, come on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I honestly do not get it. Do not get it at all. Um, so with this magical gift, she he's hoping that she's going to turn off the location and, you know, everything's going to be back to normal. Um, no more following around, no more reporting, no more anything of that. But later on, we see John 
apparently planned a housewarming party with people from his work. So we see the guys come in, but then we see a bunch of girls show up. And he says the girls are not for him. They are for us guys because we need the girls. Which I can see because, I mean, most parties, guys really don't really want a dude fest. So Mm -hmm. I can get that. But, you know, Thais is going to make this into something. Thais has got to make this into something because, you know, her thing is she wants to live. Her ultimate dream is to live without John. Yeah. And we know how much she really, really dislikes him so much. I feel like at this point, I think it's safe to say from what we see on TV, she really hates John and she's using that to her power to say, I don't like the house. I don't like this. I don't like that to hopefully get to a point that, you know, John's going to be like, all right, John, you got to move. Right. Which I don't know if it's going to necessarily work that way. Mm-hmm. I know she's hoping that it will, but one thing I have learned is if you push and push and push and push and push, sometimes you don't necessarily get what you want, especially when someone is already set in their ways. So mm-hmm. she may not get the turnout. And to me, the thing is, I think what, what, like, how can I put it? The foreign fiancés always have this thing. Well, I'll go back to my country then go (laughs) it's like sometimes it's like well go like I don't you have to have somebody that's so in love with you that's so afraid of losing you that they're like oh no please don't go but you know it's like here's the thing in this instance because these people are coming over you know the money the housing all of this stuff is in is in the you know the upper hand is in the American fiance's hands so when you're saying okay go like I'll go back to my 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 country it's like okay all they have to do is pay for a plane ticket for you and then what (laughs) Like, you know, I, I, I don't get that. Like, she's like, well, I guess I'll go back to Brazil. You're thinking that this man is so, so in love that, yeah, he doesn't, he, he says he doesn't want to lose you, but there can be a point where you push somebody to the point where they're like, uh, bye, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I honestly don't. Anything else to add to Patrick and Thais? Nope. That's it. That's it. Why don't we move on to Eve and Muhammad? Oh, yeah. So speaking of, you know, they're still going over the whole, well, you went out last night and, you know, you don't, his whole idea is, I think he thinks that she doesn't need anybody but him or she shouldn't want to be around anybody but him. But it seems also like he feels threatened by her friends. You know, because that whole conversation of, well, 
you know, you're trusting what they say and you're, you're, you feel like you're losing, you know, she even said she feels like she's losing herself and she doesn't want to lose herself. And it's just like, you know, he's like, you're, you're insulting me. And I'm going, her feeling like she doesn't want to lose herself. How is that insulting to you? I, I, I didn't get that. But it is an immature, like, gameplay, you know, and it's, it's really, really sad. It doesn't make any sense to me. It does not make any sense. Where was this conversation of them talking through the simple things? Like, we've know. mentioned it before. It's just, a, you know, this woman amazes me. And I'm just like, I really, she is opening up her eyes, but I wonder if she still is with him because he is not worth your time. You're caring for a child. Now you have another child with you. It's definitely not worth the headache. And it's like, they're saying, oh, but you said, and I said, and you said, and I said, and you said, and I said, it's just like, are you kidding me right now? And I really don't like how Muhammad is playing this. Like, you know, it's because you listen to your friends and they make you change your mind about certain things. And I don't like that. And we see this time and time and time again, but you know, it really, every time I watch their segment, it makes me feel bad for her son. And I sort of agree right. with her, her friends are saying, like, you know, don't lose yourself. Yeah, because if you do, you may end up losing yourself if you do tend to want to whatever. Right. And, and I, I think I think the difference between this situation and other situations we've seen where we have like Laura Jalali and, and Rebecca with Ziet is there was no minor child involved. Here you have a minor child who has special needs involved. This is problematic. She cannot afford to lose herself. She really, mm -hmm. at this point, cannot. Because at that point, who's going to take care of Theron? Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so true. And it just bothers me watching this couple because, again, Muhammad likes to downplay and just be like he's the victim in this relationship because he was promised or, you know, was told that she was going to change uh, for his religion and everything. And it's just like it's too much. I can't I, handle it. <laughs> I, I think honestly with because he admits that they never had the conversation about religion. So it's kind of like I don't know what he was imagining. Like, you know, I, I think one of the things that irritates me is like, you saw her in a bikini, you wanted to talk to her. Now you want her to change into somebody completely different. Right. And it's like, oh, no, you, uh, you promised that you would change. And she's like, I never promised that I would change. And he's like, yeah, you did. Dude. You're looking for someone to take care of you. I mean, remember, this is the guy that expected her to stay home and feed him breakfast in bed and not go to work. <laughs> like, Let's not what? forget that. It's like, but my mother does it. Your mother is your mother. 
you want someone to treat you like your mother. You're not looking for a wife. You're looking for a second mommy. And which scares me because out of all of the women in Egypt, and I'm very sure I am, I am positive that there are women in Egypt, but out of all the women in Egypt, all of the Muslim women in Egypt, you couldn't find one that your mother approved of that would treat you in the same fashion that you are used to. Right. Like that's not making any sense to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not getting that. I'm not, mm-mm. I'm not buying that. Yeah. I don't get it either. To be honest. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> So, yeah. So is there anything else to say about this couple? No, let's move on. Um, I want to get into Shaida and Bilal because there wasn't much like, you know, the kids come over and um, she wants to bond with them and try to figure out, like, what's her new name going to be? Because they don't want to be called. uh, The kids don't want her to call her mother yet. And it's just way too early. So she just wants to create that bonding experience with them. I have to say, I have to say, this is such a tight situation that she's in. I feel like because of all of Bilal's personality and habits, she's not going to blend with him, but she's really trying to help her. We've seen on social media, her defending him, defending him, defending him like no other, like he, like he's the best guy in the whole wide world. Yeah, we do see that. We do see that. And the, and the weird thing about that is that it's like, she's defending this guy. He's not, uh, you know, he's not, presenting well on television he's just not he's not presenting well at all um and she you know it could be a different thing this could be for storyline because we've seen it before but it's just like dear goodness he he presents as a narcissist and an OCD narcissist at that. And one of the things that gets me is when she's bonding with his daughter, Shayna, she's just like, yeah, she's not the, 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 you know, she's a little bit messy too. And he's always telling her, clean her room, clean her room, clean her room. So it's like, Hmm. You know, he doesn't see any of the stuff that he does. He sees nothing wrong that he does. You know, they go out. Now, the funny thing is, of course, he has the kids this particular weekend. She has to get used to him having the kids every other weekend. And she says, talks about it being a nice day, but she wanted to go out and get stuff for the wedding. He doesn't want to talk about that, which in this case, I kind of have to agree. You have the kids in the car. This is not the place to talk about this. You know, you, you, you need to pick and choose because it is a family day, but they go out and ride and, you know, ride scooters. She's never ridden a scooter before because we find out that she's a very inside person. Now she is a yoga, a yogi, um, 
but she is a very inside person. So, you know, riding bikes, riding scooters, that's not her thing. Um, But even the conversation that they're having when they're sitting down and she's taking a rest is just like, you know, and the funny thing is I see how he begins to behave when she, when she gives back what he's giving to her. And it's like, you know, I don't want to be in an argument, but it's super weird. He's very complicated. And we see that because she's trying to get to know him, try to see like his good side, his soft spot. But it's really hard because God forbid, like she pulls another prank on him. You know, it's the end of the world, but it's okay for him to do it to her. That's so unfair. I just, you know, I really hope that whatever she's doing, defending him on social media, that it's true. Like she's actually with him. Like, I I don't know. I feel like, why are you going to go through this, this relationship? I feel like it's more for the money and for the green card at this point. Cause you know, below, let's just put this on the table. He's got money. He lives a good lifestyle. He is successful. So I feel like just because of that, she's going to stay behind because look at the gifts that she's getting, look at the stuff she's having, but is it really worth living with a guy like that? I'm sorry. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not sure if it's worth the whole, you know, I don't know if it's worth any of it. Please organize the silverware in the right spot. Why are the forks together with the spoons? Why is there a dot of water by the sink? Like, you know, no, I'm sorry. No, I can't do it. Yeah, it's just too much. It's way too much. It's too much. It's way too much. Like we see her, we see her, you know, always. And I think that's the funny thing. It's like, if you ever notice, you see her always putting stuff back. It's nonstop. Like, that's what we always see. We don't ever see like, like, I think the one time we saw her praying, or the one time we saw her doing yoga or read it, like there are three times we are in episode nine, but most of the time, all you ever see her is acting like a maid, like, oh my gosh, she's putting this back. Oh my gosh. She's put, it's like, oh my goodness. If that isn't kind of anxious and having anxiety about this man saying something, I don't know what is. And like she said, it makes her nervous. She told him point blank. It makes her nervous. What, what more do you want her to say? It's definitely not easy. And, you know, I really going to cringe when I watch the preview for next week's episode Next week's episode, he's sitting down with her. It seems like they're out on a date on some, you know, wheel and overlooking the city. And he's just like, well, we have a date with, um, with, uh, I forgot how we called her. If it was a lawyer or something to talk about the prenup. Right. Right. And it's like, 
here we go with this prenup. We knew it was coming. I mean, you know, we've seen it over and over again. Um, you know, even Memphis with the whole prenup and the postnup and the, it's just a lot. I, I, I don't know. I, it, it, it kind of gets me when you, you have like, how can I put it? It's, it's almost like, you know, where we were talking about earlier with Patrick, with the small thing and the, oh, it was a kiss. You know, you shouldn't have said anything like leave it alone. But then it's like you have these people that want to drop a, hey, I really, really love you. But sign this contract saying that you never, ever, 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 ever want anything from me. <laughs> like, really? It's like it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And, and I think the funny thing about the whole prenup thing is a lot of them really don't have anything that anyone wants. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I could kind of see Bilal with the, maybe the house and, you know, he owns a business or I'm, no, actually he doesn't own a business. He makes a pretty good salary and he wants to save something for his kids. But it's just like half of these people are like, yeah, I want a prenup really so yeah I don't know I don't know are we done talking about this couple so let's talk about Emily and Kobe oh lord yeah so Emily decides that she wants to be nice yeah, I say that in questioning because Emily's never nice as far as I'm concerned. But Emily wants to be nice. So she's actually taking Kobe on to her friend's uh, farm and they're going to go horseback riding while her mother and father watch Coben. So... I'm like, okay, cool. So he gets on a horse. He's never been on a horse before. He's kind of like freaked out, you know, but she's already with the being bossy wave and, and say hi. And it's like, oh my gosh, let this man enjoy being on the horse. He was kind of scared of them before. Like, Give him a moment to say, okay, I'm on a horse. It's not going to hurt me. I don't know. I don't know. She's just super weird. But then she finally gets on the horse because he asks her, you know, are you going to get on? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get on. And she gets on. And she's like, well, hold my hand. Why? Why? Why does this have to be a thing? I, I don't get I don't get her logic at all. It's kind of like I have to boss you around, do what I say, prove that you love me, but don't touch me. Touch me only when I want you to touch me. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. But 
after that, because that's short, we don't really see much of that. We see her going and talking to her parents. And she's talking to them about paying for her wedding. Now, there is something that I found super duper interesting and super duper juicy. And I don't know if anyone paid attention to it, but we were talking about it at the beginning of the season and it comes up again now, which is dad is doing one better than Chuck the checkbook. (laughs) He is literally paying for everything that Emily does. So there is no way if he's paying for everything, there is no way you can tell me this man does not know that Kobe cannot work for the next few years because it really sounds like dad is the one that signed, co-signed the sponsor because we also find out that he has a um, he has a business that he runs, and this is how he's been affording to pay for everyone's entire lifestyle, the house, the farm, the you know Emily's everything, Emily's trip to China, yeah, Emily's trip to China, so. You know, and the one thing is that she's not, you know, she hasn't really explained why she wants to marry Kobe. Like, everybody's confused. Like, do you really love him? Is this what you really want? And she's like, yeah, I love him. But they're hearing the conversations and no one's liking these conversations. But the thing is, and here is one thing you and I have said it several times. There are plenty of single moms that are doing a darn thing and enjoying themselves, living life and have happy, healthy and amazing children. Mm -hmm. Amen. So why is it a must that you met this guy two weeks, really didn't know him. The only person from Africa and China who happens to be an underwear model. And you kind of really don't know him. You sleep with him. You come back, you find out that you're pregnant. You haven't seen him in about two years because of COVID. You expect him to be the best father and be the best husband. Like he keeps saying he wants to spend time with his child and everybody's like, we have to watch him watch the baby. It's like, oh, okay. I can get that. You're not quite secure with him doing things because this is the first time. But how is this man supposed to get to know his child? He's in your house. He's not running anywhere. 
you know, it's like super weird. And then it's like, oh, well, he's just supposed to be instant husband. You know, I don't know, but, but there are rumors that he's not with Emily anymore. So I'm not sure he's been making some lives. I haven't followed him yet, but he's been making some lives and doing some check-ins and doing some positive motivation. And it's always only him. So I'm wondering about that. You may be right because I saw some of his lives too. And, you know, seeing like, you do you what's best for you and don't let anybody else like, you know, all that stuff. But it surprises me when he has this conversation with dad um, because, you know, Emily and mom are at grandma's house and it's just the two guys. So he sits down with him and asks like, what are your plans and everything? And he says, well, I want to take over your company. And this is where we find out where Emily's dad really has the dollar bills yeah he seems <laughs> I, I was like oh shoot he may be doing better than chuck the checkbook like um emily's dad we need to find out what you do like seriously because we don't know you further than emily's dad i mean we know chuck the checkbook has a real estate company but come on he's got some ducats in the bucket Yes. And checks don't balance because this man says, I'm not sure if you caught it. And I'm not sure if you guys are going to see it because the discovery plus episode I've been hearing a lot is a bit different from what you see on live television. Right. Right. So he says on his confession, when he hears Kobe, like, you know, I want to take over the company and he's asking, well, do you have any education? Have you done anything? He's like, no, I was hoping you would teach me the ropes and I could take over. So in his confessional, this guy's, this guy's funny. He's like, yeah, no, that's never going to happen. This guy to come and tell me that he wants to take over my company. No way. So we find out he's an architect. He's an architect because he explains to Kobe, uh, sorry, Kobe, that he's got to go to school for at least three to five years, which is a lot shorter here than, than here. That's for sure. I'm like, damn. Cause ours is like, as long as a doctor, then he's got to do two really? years of experience. Yes. Ours is pretty long. Yeah, no, it, it is for us here. It's three to five years. Yeah. It's it, and, and, and more, it's more close to four to five years. Cause usually you can't get out within, within the three year range, unless you are doubling up on courses. Yeah, ours is pretty long. It's pretty intense. And I'm thinking, no wonder this guy's got money. This guy's got money. This guy's got money. Emily's dad's got money. So, well, why do you think that she's work? Okay, really? Now, come on. She's working these little jobs where she can take her son with her. Like, we know that these aren't jobs. These can't be jobs that are paying the bills. No, they're not paying the bills. That's that's so BS. Like this is this is job. These are jobs that are like, oh, my gosh, I want to take my kids to McDonald's like that's that type of job. Yeah. But you know what? I got to say, Emily's purpose in life is to live under 
dad's bank account for as long as she can, because for her to have the audacity and say, well, I want you to pay for the wedding because we need help. Excuse me. And he admitting on national television, she got no experience in budgeting. She doesn't know what bills are. She doesn't know anything. How old are you, Emily? And that's what I'm like, but this was my thing. Okay. Like he just like blew up her whole spot. And I'm saying if she (laughs) has no experience how dare she come at kobe for anything like chick mm-hmm. you can't balance a checkbook like uh-huh. give me a break yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's one to talk and i'm glad dad ended up saying that in national television and it, into kobe as well it's telling her like telling him like she doesn't know anything she doesn't even know how to pay a bill she's never paid a bill in her life and i'm just like oh damn kobe is this the person you want to be with because it seems like they're not together like we mentioned on instagram we're not sure we're trying to find out the details here but i just cannot believe dad just like blackmailed her on national television this woman is a spoiled brat she's just as bad as ariella but this means this means honestly mom and dad have the strings like Mm -hmm. they have all the power here Because in other words, if she's not paying again, remember, if he got a K-1 visa, he got a K-1 visa on dad's dime. Oh, he did. Come on. There's no way he got a K-1 visa, which, which, which (laughs) Angelica, just follow me here. Seriously. Remember, you have to be making at least 20% more than you need to cover everybody in your household plus mm-hmm. your own bills mm-hmm. and be able to cover this person. Mm-hmm. So dad's covering himself, mom, Emily, Coben, sister, not sure if he's covering brother too, but yeah. With the farm animals, plus the farm animals, but we're, 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 we we may be including those as assets in business. So, you know, we don't know if that's like some side business that they're doing. So we won't even say the farm, but he's covering everyone in that household. Plus, he has to have money to co- cover Kobe. Plus twenty percent. Dad is no flipping joke when it, making it comes rain. to the money. Yes. Under my umbrella. Ella, Dad Ella, is hey. really making it rain. Okay. So dad is nothing to mess with. No. Now, again, we don't know if they're together. We don't know if this is something that dad decided because this couple just doesn't seem right to me I mean yeah since since he's gotten there like she's just like no don't touch this I want to do that I want so it's not even a matter of you know him disappointing the parents like Emily's just a lot to take too much she is she's way too much to take so it's like I wouldn't even be surprised if he was just like nope that's probably what happened. That's what I'm assuming too. But, you know, dad, I'm on team Emily. Uh, dad's, wow, 
Emily team. Oh my gosh. I can't talk. I can't talk <laughs> under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, a <laughs> I'm on her dad's side. Yeah, definitely. Definitely on dad's side. You know, it, it's, it's super crazy. And so I don't know, is there anything else to say about this couple? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. So who else do we have? We got Karen Guillermo and Derby and Miona. Um, let's just get to the point with uh, Derby and Miona because you know what? These are the biggest clout chasers of life. And I really don't like this couple. And the less time we spend on them, the better it is for me. Oh yeah. So we've got Jabri and Miona. Remember there was this fight, the fight, the huge, you know, the rumble <laughs> studio. We've got David in one corner and we've got Jabri in the other. And it was the fakest fight we've ever seen in our lives. But hey, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. And these two are going at it, rolling in front. Now, here's the funny thing. If this was a real fight, I don't even care if this is for story or not, but if this was a real fight, I would be super embarrassed. We're in the studio of a new producer who's agreed to work with us. You you know, this is a band. Okay, again, I've never heard of the Black Serbs. I'm sorry. We do shower (laughs) karaoke. When was the last time you heard me say, hey, you know what, Angelica, (laughs) let's do a Black Serb song as a collab pick. No, never. We're in four seasons, people. Four seasons. And I've never said, hey, let's do a Black Serb song. You know, and, and let's get this straight, people. There are songs that we'll say, one will say, and we're like, eh, maybe not. So, yeah, no, no one's ever suggested a Black Serb song. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys are in a studio with, you know, with a new producer they're in his space he's agreeing to work and they're rolling all over the floor like i i couldn't i couldn't get it it's like you know you say the word miona and and he and jabri's ready to come out swing like ding 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 rock them sock them robots like what the heck? Oh, well, my mom's getting on my nerves. And now you keep saying her name and, you know, you're just talking about her. Like what in the world? I don't, I don't get it. There is a lot more there. If you're ready to fight every time someone says her name. So, you know, they finally get it together. Jabri runs into the bathroom. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You know, Brandy is trying to, you know, keep the peace. And they finally get this. Now, all of this, I will say all of this for one song. Like I literally thought they were going to do a whole album or a few songs. One track. Just all one. of this for one track. And I'm like, dear goodness. You, you had the whole, like, I get the turning off the phones. I get that. But it was like, we went, went through all of that energy for one track. 
and it wasn't even like there was so much done on the track. You had Brandy do her thing and then you had David do his thing and that was it. And then they listened to it because obviously part of the song was already recorded and it's like, okay, it was okay. But again, I still haven't heard of the Black Serbs. So I'm like, okay. And he's finally admitting, yeah, well, maybe I did, you know, I did kind of break up the band because of Miona. First of all, I'm really trying to figure out, is this a band or a rap group? Because he keeps saying the bands and I see no bands. Like, I mean, Brandy had bars, David has bars. So technically they would be rappers or MCs or... But bands usually play instruments. And the only one with instruments was Space Cash. The guy in the helmet looking like, you know, Daft Punk. I I, I didn't get it. (laughs) You got me cracking up here. (laughs) I'm confused. If somebody can tell me where this forms into a band i mean i'm an orchestra nerd i have band friends like this still doesn't qualify as a band for me i'm confused so yeah but you know the crazy part is we find out that miona actually does not not like everyone in the black serbs except for jabri she actually likes brandy because she got to hang out with brandy the reason she got to hang out with Brandy is because Brandy is Jabri's cousin. Yeah. So that came out. Um, and she's going wedding dress shopping. She wants to go wedding dress shopping in Chicago because she says there are less choices for wedding dress shops in uh where are they from again? <laughs> Rapid City, rap, rap, yeah, (laughs) Rapid City, South Dakota. (laughs) And so it's just like, okay, she wants, which I can find, I, I, I can, I can see that. So she's like, you know, I want this and I don't care what the price is. But remember, she still doesn't have a venue. She's been calling venues, no one's answering because they're like, it's too close. So she wants to spend like a million dollars on a dress to do what? Go to City Hall probably because no one's giving her a venue. So I'm not sure. She finds this dress. She looks really good, but she keeps saying, you know, she wants to be defended by her man, but okay. Miona, please, how about you stop offending everyone and then your man won't have to defend you? Like, I've never seen someone offend so many people. Wait, nope, nope, nope. That would be a lie. Because, you know, we've got Princess Andre who offended everybody just about every week. So, yes. 
but uh yeah she's she's quite offensive and then she's like well he has to defend me to everybody stop offending people how about that how about take that little bit of advice stop offending people but yeah these these two there weren't there weren't much to say other than the fact that there was some weird fight and other things and no one's believing it (laughs) yeah no one okay the reason I called it the fakest fight is everyone was calling it fake fight all over social media. No one believes it was a real fight. It was just like, okay, but yeah. So, oh gosh, I'm, there's nothing to, for me to add because honestly they drive me nuts. I really don't like this couple. I feel like they're the biggest clout chasers that yes, I'm repeating that again. Uh, so you, you did a well swell job for me. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So we have one couple left, Cara and Guillermo. Speaking of going to the courthouse. Okay, so Kara and Guillermo are sitting down. They're talking about when they're going to get married. Now, this is the first couple where we we really see that is trying to solidify wedding plans. But Kara in all of her bossy, it has to be my way or the highway, is saying, hey, let's go to the courthouse. Now, I'm really trying to figure out what is her budget, because according to her, they're living off of $6,000, which I find that rather strange. Um, But she is saying that, you know, she's telling him what she's telling the truth. You know, wedding venues are going to cost 10,000 or upward, depending upon where you go, if you're not doing it right. Now, unless you're Angelica and you can get two weddings for the price of one, but Guillermo, one of those weddings did include a courthouse ceremony. Um, She got married in Canada and then went and had a destination wedding in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So you know, it is said that, you know, a lot of this is going to cost. They're talking about 7500 during the week and 10000 on the weekend for the venue that they, the one venue that they looked at. Now, the only thing that I found really weird about the woman showing them the venue was that she repeated almost everything that Kara said in the exact way that Kara said it. So that was just like, mm, word for word, really? Or is that what we're doing? Like, did this woman just tell her to say, tell her to say, hey, you know what? Say it's going to cost $10,000 and that you can have the wedding next year. Or I was like, why is she repeating this almost exactly? I was like, that's weird. I 
I was just like, okay, but can we talk about Guillermo and wanting to have this lavish wedding? Like what's going on here? I guess he really wants to have a huge wedding. But the thing is, who does he think is coming to this huge wedding? He really doesn't know anybody there. Mm -hmm. So who is coming to this huge wedding? Kara's ex-boyfriends. Oh my gosh, that'll be scary. For $2,000, she can hold it in the backyard. (laughs) So yeah, I I think that's super, you know, super strange for me. Like, I don't know. These two, I don't don't know if they're going to get along. I honestly don't think because now we're seeing more of Kara and the type of person she is and the type Guillermo at this point, Guillermo wants to reclaim his veto because apparently in Dominican Republic, he he was the one calling the shots. And now that he is in America, all of a sudden, you know, she wants to call the shots. So Guillermo wants to claim his veto back. Yeah. Yeah. So We'll see, because it seems like she doesn't take very kindly to being told no. She wants to do what she wants to do. And we've even heard this from ex-boyfriend. So, hmm. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to find out the truth of what she really wants. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Any more to say about this couple? No, not really. Not really. So, oh my gosh, we've gotten through all the couples. Yes, we have. And I know the family Chantel has started, guys. We're going to give one more episode a shot and we're going to see if we're going to be recapping it. Um, I still got a chance to catch up on family Chantel, but it seems like so far so good on the previews. But hopefully next week, if we both love the family Chantel, we will recap it next week on our episode. Right. So it's just starting. We'll see. You know, it's a it's a poop show already. There are people there are mixed reviews on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. So we will see. For sure. Well, we're going to wrap this up because. I got so much to do now and yeah, it's just been crazy. So tell everybody where they can listen to your podcast coupon queen bin. Well, you can listen to CQP moments anywhere you listen to podcasts and guess what? You can also listen to queen pen and the wingman anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and that's all we have for now. Bye guys. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of the Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka the gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. Yeah. And you're, you're listening, listening, to listening to a little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.